Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, hello! I'm Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Seems like we haven't talked in a while. It's Friday evening, dinner time, 6.20 Eastern. Um, a couple things to discuss. Um, this will be the last pod for a little while. I'm going uh, away for spring break with the fam, going to the beach, get my uh, get a little sun. Not going to be doing any podcasts all next week, so just a word of warning there. Um, still, I want you to spread the word, though, about Locked On and Locked On NFL Podcast. And uh, I think we have a really good show today. Um well, another news and note, too. You probably still hear the chickens in the background. <laughs> I think I told you this, but we have nine chicks here. And we've done this one other time. My daughter is crazy about animals. I think she'll be a zookeeper or a veterinarian or whatever. She's only eight. But she's been in charge of these. We have this giant Rubbermaid thing behind me full of chicks. Um, tis the season, Easter, all that. It's a little crazy. Don't get me wrong. But they are going away tomorrow as we go away to the beach. Chicks are going to grandfather's house and he has a big chicken coop. And they will stay there, I think, from here on out. So enjoy them while they last. You can hear them in the background. They've been uh, louder of late and they're getting bigger and they're a little more confined and they're fighting in there. And um, I don't get real involved with the chickens. But anyways, that's what you hear. And this will be the last one. So... Today, I want to talk running backs. I want to talk a little bit. I'm going to go around every team in the league by division, just off the top of my head, and think who could be in the market for running back. And then I want to give you some early thoughts, not early thoughts, but a kind of an overview of the running back class here, too, of the incoming, um, of the rookies, you know, rookies to be. So let's start in the AFC East, defending champs. Patriots have Lewis, they have White, and they have Burkhead, but they've talked to Peterson. They've, there's been rumors about Blunt. I still think they are going to bring in a power back, even in make maybe Lewis's days are numbered. Um, maybe they're in the market for a Dante Foreman or someone like that in the draft, and if they don't get him, they'll resort to Peterson or Blunt. But I do think there will be an addition there. The Jets, like everything with the Jets, they could use one. But I think I would ride Bilal Powell and Forte for the most part. There's so many other needs. I would not be using any any you know, top five round pick on a running back if I were the Jets. I would hope they think the same. Uh, there's also been rumors they might be moving on from Eric Decker still. That's something that shouldn't be too shocking. Uh, the Bills are pretty well set too. They like Gillisley. I'm really still excited about Jonathan Williams. I could see this being McCoy's... Kind of swan song, though, in Buffalo. He's expensive. He's getting up in age. Uh, but I don't think you go draft someone now. If you move on from McCoy a year from now, maybe you would, but no. Um, Jay Ajayi is a foundation player for the Dolphins. You know, they need defense. They need guards. So in this division, I think, you know, New England's the one that could, you know, be in the market for a guy. And I'm going to say this a lot, and we've had this conversation a lot, but when we go around the league, a lot of these teams 
at least it seems this way, need the bigger back. You know, they have the, you know, New England's a perfect example. They have the receiving types. The bigger guy is what they should be, you know, after as a compliment. But don't think that I don't realize that if you can't help in the receiving game, you're not, you know, as useful as you used to be. I mean, the the Pete Johnsons and Chuck Muncies aren't desired anymore. You know, Eddie Lacy, Latavis Murray, Blunt, Peterson. You know, these guys had a hard time finding work. And so maybe that's not as distinct as you would think, you know, But because I'm going to say this about a lot of teams that, yeah, they need a back, but they don't need the little receiver type. You know, well, somebody's going to draft Christian McCaffrey and, you know, these, these guys. Um, and, may, and some of these teams might not look at it that way. Like, we're done with the big bruisers. I, I don't know. In the North, I think the Steelers will take a back, not in the first round, but I think they could certainly on day two, you know, as Bell's backup slash replacement. The Bengals, maybe. Uh, I think, you know, Jeremy Hill is just a guy. Burkhead is gone. Geo is coming off an injury. Maybe a, a Mixon. You know, uh, maybe that's Mixon's second round landing spot. I think the Browns could. They have so many picks. You know, like, who would blame them if, yeah, he was a third round pick on a running back that they thought, you know, wasn't there? A fourth round pick on a running back they had a second round grade on. They could. I think Crowell and Duke are fine, though. You know, I mean, if it was any kind of tiebreaker, I would pick the other position for the Browns. Add another defensive back. Add another defensive lineman. Offensive line depth, you know. Um, The Ravens. See, I'm still a Kenneth Dixon guy. I'm not a fan of the rest of their stable all that much, although Woodhead obviously has value, and he's not going anywhere. Uh, Maybe... But, you know, you keep hearing rumblings. You know, I know Dixon's suspended too, but I think Dixon's a feature back. And maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm still holding out hope. I thought he was pretty good when we saw him. I did expect more. I thought he'd blow up even more. I would give them 50-50. But if I was in charge, I would give this crew another year and figure it out from there. In the South, I don't think Houston's in the market. Indy absolutely should be, and maybe even in the first round. I mean, maybe that's a Dalvin Cook landing spot or a McCaffrey landing spot. Uh, They absolutely, but they have so many other needs, too. I mean, if they went defense or right side of the offensive line, I don't think anyone would be critical. But they have a big, big need there. Jacksonville has a minor need there. So I think if they're going to go running back... It's basically like Fournette or bust. You know, if you use that first round pick on Fournette and like we're going to make Bortles life a lot easier. I mean, Mixon in the second round certainly would be fine too. You know, I am a big, big Mixon believer on the field, on the field. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe they could use a fourth round pick on Marlon Mack or somebody like that too. I mean, because Ivory and Yeldon are kind of hard to count on. They don't have a ton of needs. Good running back draft. Um, I don't see it as a glaring need, but they could go big. They could go big and get, you know, a big-time guy there. Uh, who am I missing there? The Titans. Titans aren't going to go a running back of any kind of note. I don't think Denver will either. Uh, I think Booker could be better in his second year, year removed from injury. Um, I'm a C.J. Anderson believer. The Chiefs might. I'm not big on West. I think Ware is a starting back, but he's not special. They're a little bit of a wild card. I think they could, and that's another 50-50 one to me. The Raiders are flirting with Lynch, and I actually just wrote a pretty extensive article on this one that I urge you to check out. It will be out soon. Um, That one's for FanRag. Um, That's 
I think they'll be in the market for a bigger back. You know, you, you got the two receiving guys that have flashed. They look good. Even if you brought in Lynch, you know, I think Mixon's a possibility there, but probably not in round one. Um, I, I don't know that they'll be a round one running back type of deal, but maybe Booker, somebody like that. Um, interesting. You know, I mean, I, I think that the, the Raiders, I, I mean, I said Booker, but I meant Foreman. Yeah, I was talking about, you know, a big back. If they brought in Lynch, I guess you could skip it for a year. You know, that would be fine. Um, but I think they want a foundation player to kind of, you know, round out that offense, even if it's Jamal Williams in the third or fourth round or somebody like that. San Diego. I think they're, they're going to be a team looking for the Woodhead replacement. You know, uh, some Rivers has used that type of player very, very well. Gordon has come a long way as a receiver. I think you need to Gordon, you know, lighten Gordon's load a little bit. Um, and if you could get the dynamic receiver type, that would be interesting too. I mean, I think that's a, a possibility, especially again, the chargers, I think they're going to be safety. I think they can maybe go D tackle, but O line's going to be, but they don't have a ton of needs either. So there might be a back that just is too good to pass up a type of deal for them. So that does it for the AFC. NFC East. Dallas isn't going to go running back. Washington could, and they could early. I mean, could Fournette land there? Maybe. They're kind of hard to get a beat on right now, but they have some other needs, that's for sure. But I don't think Kelly's good enough to be the guy. I think they could look to upgrade there. But if I'm them, I don't use a fifth-round pick on a bag. I mean, I either get a big dog in the first two rounds or... I skip it, you know. Maybe even a come you know, Alvin Kamara in the second round would add some more receiving skills to the position. Um, the Giants and Eagles are sort of in the same boat to me. Um, that I think both need the bigger back, you know, the Rashad Jennings replacement, the Matthews replacement. Um, you keep hearing a lot about McCaffrey going to Philly, and I guess I could see that. You know, let, let's make Wentz's life even easier. You know, really give him a dynamic outlet receiver that can do a lot of things for you. Uh, again, you know, I think this is both teams need the bigger guy. You got Paul Perkins in place with the Giants. I don't know if they agree with me or not. I bet the Giants agree with me. I'm not sure if the Eagles agree with me. <laughs> Maybe the Eagles even, <coughs> excuse me, call up Jamal Charles. Uh, that's still a possibility. There's a Peterson connection there. I do think the Giants, though, you know, you look where Ben came from, McAdoo, you know, with the, the Packers, they always had a Lacey. They always had a bigger dude. Um, they had Jennings. They just need to find a replacement for him. So I do think the Giants are certainly in the, in the market for a big back. And the Eagles could take one early, too. Uh, the North... Maybe on the Lions, again, I would think the bigger guy. You got Riddick and Abdullah in place. Uh, I'm not a big believer in Zenner. He's fine. I tend to think that if I were in charge of the Lions, I would just draft every defensive player I possibly could and worry about running back one year from now and see if Abdullah can do it or not. Packers, I think they also should be in the Eddie Eddie Lacy replacement market. You know that Montgomery's a nice story, but... When it's minus 100 degrees in Green Bay in January, you're going to hand him the ball 25 times. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it'd be great if he was your two or 50-50 guy with a second-round pick. You know, another spot, maybe Foreman ends up or Gallman, one of those type of guys. The Vikings, 
I bet they don't go running back early. So they, they also have done a first round pick and they better draft offensive line uh, since they did sign Murray. But I don't think the answer is in their building. I think they do still have a running back need. I bet they disagree with me. I bet as if I had to put a chip down who will lead that team in rushing this year, I would pick McKinnon. I'm not a Murray fan. I think as you guys have figured out. The Bears. I don't think that they go running back. I mean, I'd be really, really shocked if they did, actually. Uh, so, no. Uh, the South, you're hearing a lot about the Saints. And if they were to go running back, I think they'd be the, the McCaffrey-type guy. You know, the, the cook, the explosive, get him involved in the receiver, in the dome, weapon guy. You know, jack-of-all-trades. I could see that. I mean, I think that's a possibility. Um, Curtis Samuel, maybe even, you know, I mean, that, that would make some sense to me too. Second round something like that. I, I could buy that. Um, Panthers, absolutely. And maybe with their first round pick, maybe Fournette. I think it's a pretty much a foregone conclusion right now. Fournette will be the first pick, first running back off the board, by the way. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. Uh, and I think Carolina would be a, a great fit for him. I could see Jacksonville being a fit. Um, but yes, they better go running back very early. Uh, Atlanta, no, no. Tampa, probably. Again, what's Doug Martin's status? Can we trust this dude? I would think you can't. And Sims is a complimentary piece. So I think they need to get a, a, an every down guy. And the, their system is kind of a prerequisite to have an every down, you know, lean on you. Gave Martin a lot of money for that reason, to be that guy. In the West, Seattle, no. You know, you got ProSize, you added Lacey. Um, Arizona, no. You, know, you got one of the best backs in the league. The Rams, no. Gurley's still a potential stud, and you need to use your other picks other places. Uh, the Niners. See, I love Hyde. I have some hope for Davis. Um, but maybe a receiver. You know, maybe a receiver. Um, maybe Marlon Mack, you know, maybe something like that. There's a, there's a different style of player to hide. Uh, I, I could see that. That's a possibility to me. But again, they have so many other needs, you know, and, and I think you guys know my philosophy that if I'm rebuilding a junk team from scratch, running back's my last piece of the puzzle. So uh, that probably would not be my picks if I were the Niners. Let me tell you about our friends at SeatGeek. Uh, I have the app on my phone now. I've used it several times. I mentioned I bought pens tickets not that long ago. Uh, it's great. I mean, I, how can you beat it? But let me tell you a little bit more about it. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games or hockey games or baseball's now here. Today's opening day in Pittsburgh. They were in Boston to start the season. Now the opening day for the Buccos. They won. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. Like I said, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. I've used it a couple times. I tell my buddies about it. And it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere or with just a few taps. I instantly find seats for this weekend or any game of the year. You know, with baseball here, they're all, all week long. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek prices compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. 
Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase, and this is what you do. Download the SeatGeek app. Boom. Done. Oh, you guys already done that, I'm sure. Go to the setting tabs. Add a promo code. You put the promo code on L-O-N-F-L, as in locked on NFL. SeatGeek will send you 20 bucks, $20 check in the mail, right? As soon as you make your first purchase. So download the SeatGeek app. Enter the promo code L-O-N-F-L now. All right. Let's scan this class a little bit. And... We kind of already did that. I mentioned some names that might fit with these uh, these respective teams. I think it's a foregone conclusion that Fournette is the first back off the off the the, the board, probable top ten type of pick. Like I said, Carolina, Jacksonville. I mean, there's plenty of landing spots. I think that would love to have Leonard Fournette. Although I think Mixon's a better player, slightly, slightly. Like to me, those two are at the very top tier. Because Mixon just fits today's NFL better. You know, he's much closer to David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, than Fournette. Fournette's a beast, though. And he just he just dropped weight, ran really well at his pro day. Apparently, he looked great, chiseled. Um, I think he's a chance to be a stud. But Mixon is really, really good, too. And he's just more of a do-it-all guy. Here's my hunch on what happens with Mixon. No one's going to use a first pick, round pick on him. I really don't think so. And Thursday night, all the GMs are going to go crawl into their beds at the end of the day, sugar plums, and they're going to think, man, there's one dude that hasn't got drafted yet that has a way better grade than anyone else that is available, and that's Mixon. And people are going to start clamoring about, should I call the Browns and get up to 2-1 and take him? But then I'm gonna get in trouble. But and but you just start looking at your board and you're like, man, there's a big gap between this guy that I have a top ten grade on, and these other dudes that I have ranked thirty to you know fifty. You know that we're thinking about in the second round. So I think he's an early second round pick, and I think there'll be a lot of teams that didn't go running back obviously in the first round that we just talked about that start to say. He's looking pretty damn good, you know, to them. I'm not talking about his off-the-field stuff. I mean, I'm not uh, pumping this guy up. I just think he's a great player, a great prospect. And it also, I think, will be, I'm not saying it works in his favor, but his incident occurred when he was 18. It was three years ago. And from what I've been told and the more research I do on him is he's been a model citizen since. You know, the, the coaches at Oklahoma love him. He's, he's very uh, remorseful for what he did, as he should be. Um, so I think that his it, it might be an easier sell to your fan base, to your owner, than initially looked. You know, again, not condoning it. I think the next group there is Cook and McCaffrey. And there's a little, you know, Cook's really exciting. But there's some flags with him, man. You're talking about off-the-field conduct. You're talking about a bad combine. You're talking injuries. So if he fell to round two, it wouldn't blow me away. I mean, I think that's possible. I wouldn't say it's probable, but I think it's possible. And part of the problem is McCaffrey's the better receiver. 
Uh, I think Cook's more of an every-down runner than McCaffrey is. But they're both really good, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, how many teams are, would consider using a round one pick on a smaller type, you know, receiving back McCaffrey or Cook? And I think most of them, when you weigh the risk and reward, are going to take the squeaky clean McCaffrey over the guy with all the questions. So I don't think that helps Cook's, you know, prognosis either. And I don't know that McCaffrey will get past, you know, the Colts pick. I mean, I I think he's going to be a pretty early pick, really custom made uh, for what the NFL is nowadays. You know, that this this is a 2007, he's coming out in the right year. Let's just put it that way, that. If he would have came out 10 years ago, I think he's a second or third round pick. Where he's coming out now, uh, he's a top 20 type of guy. A few of these other dudes. Wayne Gallman, I wasn't big on. And the more I watch him, the more efficient I think he is. Uh, I thought he was a poor athlete for the position, but he, he's not. He's better than I thought. The more I watch him, the more I learn. I think he's a quality player that's a second, third round type of guy. Uh, there's a lot of buzz now on Dante Foreman. He's really big. He's big and he's fast. Uh, he fumbles a little. He's not going to make many people miss, but he gets downhill. He's not quite as physical as you would think he is for his size, but he seems like a hot player now. I have some reservations, but my hunch is he's a second round pick. I think Alvin Kamara is also a second-round pick. Probably somebody you want to team with a different back at the NFL level. Uh, what if he ended up in Indy in the second round? You know, I like that a lot. Learn from Gore and you know mesh with him as a rookie. Also a good receiver, do-it-all guy. Uh, I like Kareem Hunt quite a bit. I mean, probably a high-quality number two type of, of running back. I would say the same is true for Jeremy McNichols, Boise State. He's starting to gain some buzz. He's he's kind of the guy that it's hard to find negatives on him, but his strengths aren't overwhelming either. You know, like he's pretty darn good at everything. I mentioned Curtis Samuel earlier. He's getting Percy Harvin, Tyreek Hill type comparisons. Uh, I've heard Randall Cobb at the same age. Highly productive. I do think what Hill did last year uh, will help his cause too. That you know, boy, you know, if, if Kansas City can do that with a you know a player of Hill's magnitude and get him the ball in space, returner, uh, maybe we can do the same with Samuel. I mean, he's very good at what he does. It's just a little bit difficult to get him where he needs to be to use those skills. You know, I mean, getting in the quote getting in space isn't as easy at the NFL level as many make it out to be. Uh, Mixon's teammate, Pirine, is a bruiser. I mean, he is a power, power player. Um, I think he could be pretty good, too. I mean, I think he could be a borderline, maybe. I think he could be a starting back. I I think he's a downhill dude that is physical. I mentioned Marlon Mack. I've heard some Tevin Coleman comparisons with him. Fast in the open field, prefers to run outside the, the tackles. Gets downhill quick and can go. Um, quality player, though, as well. I would say, I mean, I mentioned Jamal Williams, too. He's the other one from Brigham Young. That He's not going to, te- he didn't test great. He doesn't blow you away athletically. But he's a quality guy that consistently gets yardage, plays big, competitive. I like him as well. So, that's what we're going to do. That's it for today. Pretty good show. It was good chatting with you all.
I am going to the beach. Uh, spring break officially starts now. I am off the clock. And drop me a line on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Spread the word. Write some uh, kind reviews for me on iTunes and all those wonderful things. Over and out. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know how. Napa know how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17